When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. 41-33. Brutal. Brutal. Oh, man. You know, the Lions did just enough at the end of the game to give us some hope, and then, oh, just couldn't quite finish. But some positives to take out of this game. Um, so we'll be talking about all that on the podcast. Uh, and I do apologize for my audio in this one, uh, having some connectivity issues. So I had to record through the phone rather than on my microphone. Uh, for the intro, I could do it, but then over the, the chat, we cannot do it. But uh, So just please note that. But man, 41-33, lot to talk about after week one here. Lions still tied for first place. <laughs> um, so sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. We're lifelong Lions fans. Bob! All right, let's go, Lions fans. The Jared Goff era has begun. Connor! Hey, let's bite some kneecaps. Detroit versus everybody, baby. UJ! A new era in Detroit has begun, people. So get on the train or get left behind. Rudd Dog! This is going to be an unprecedented era of Detroit Lions respect. And I'm Big Z. It's a new era of Detroit Lions football. It's going to be one hell of a season. We'll be drinking the blue Kool-Aid with Dan Campbell all year long. Predictions, thoughts, reactions, everything we got to hear. Sit back, relax, and grab your Kool-Aid, fans. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back and oh boy week one and the nfl season has wrapped up we're recording this today after the crazy 41 33 loss to the san francisco 49ers so the lions moved to 0-1 but guess what everybody else in the nfc north is 0-1 so the lions are tied for first after week one of the nfl season but before we get into all that we have a lot to talk about that's for sure is the blue cool acre let's get to them so red dog yo connor Hey, hey. Bob. Hello. And UJ. Hey, everybody. All right, gentlemen. Uh, so let's get into this game. 41-33. It was 41-10. The Lions make a massive comeback in the fourth quarter. But before we get into all that, the news of today is yeah. heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. It is. Uh, Jeff Okuda out with a torn Achilles. Ugh. Terrible. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this is an injury. The, the last major torn Achilles I can remember for the Lions, at least, was Mikella Shore, a, the second round running back. And he mm-hmm. looked pretty explosive. And then he had the injury, never was the same again. This is way harder than an ACL, uh, especially the stop and go that a cornerback needs to have that, that type of agility. 
Achilles right. is probably the most important or right. the, the worst injury they could have besides like I think Bob Tech's like breaking a, your back or neck with obviously but <laughs> yeah. as far as the leg goes uh, those Stafford prove that's not yeah. necessarily the worst <laughs> <laughs> yeah but a torn Achilles is really really tough to yeah. come back from for a cornerback and his I mean his career is way over might not it might be uh, over. I don't know. Well, I hope not. But Ryan Broyles yeah, was the other one, Big Z. Ryan Did he tore Achilles up. The same that, yeah, I know he tore his ACL three times. I saw uh, some people on Twitter were talking about maybe converting him to a safety when he comes back if he doesn't have that same uh, pop because he maybe. Can be a little slower. But it's all yeah. speculation at this point. He's got a long yeah. road ahead of him. That's for sure. Yeah, we need yeah. to see more about his recovery first. Yeah, uh, the, the the most recent kind of successful comeback from an Achilles from this position is Richard Sherman. He tore his Achilles, and he's still been a viable cornerback in the NFL. Um, not not as elite as he won as he was before, but um, he still was able to come back and produce uh, at, at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. Now, Akuda has not shown the Richard Sherman type ability in the NFL yet, and he had a rough game before the injury in this one. Uh, but there were signs in the preseason yeah. that he, he, he did was have a nice uh, diving pass breakup, though. Yeah, he did have he that. Did. He did he did. Have that. Yeah. So, uh... The rest was not good, though, <laughs> hmm. uh, including on the, the that run on the outside for Mitchell, the long touchdown run. He got wiped out completely, and that was on him to keep the contain. Uh, so that it was not a great game for Kuda, but we, we don't have to get into that too much uh, just because of his injury. So we're not going to see him the rest of the year. Now, who takes over for him will be interesting. It looks like if the Bonwu is going to be stepping up, and or maybe we sign some veteran, like maybe Mike. I don't. I don't think Mike Ford got signed anywhere, so he yeah. might still be available. Maybe Quinn Dunbar. In. Campbell said they're going to sign someone pretty hmm. fast. I think so. I'll look. Oh yeah, that. they're going to have to. But Monday for sure, I think it would be him starting. At this stage yeah, of the Packers. season, I don't know that anyone you sign is going to be like a, a guaranteed walk-on starter. So it's not going to matter because Aaron Rodgers is bad now. If you watched that last, yeah, game. yeah, we can start anyone back there, and it's going to be okay. Did you so, guys? Yeah. Did you guys see that PFF tweeted that if you throw the ball into the dirt every time as a quarterback, your PFF score would be like thirty-six point two, and his was twenty-three point eight. Oh my now, God. That, that's gonna be the lowest of his career, right? I would assume. Gotta be. So that really makes me excited going into Monday Night Football next week. That Aaron Rodgers is—he uh, looks like he's still stuck in Hawaiian time zone right now. Don't worry, we'll get he's his got, best game next week. He's got Jeopardy on his mind. We just gotta focus on that. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, in the past, at least in the Patricia era, the best recipe for an ailing offense is, was to play the Lions' defense. Uh, so, <laughs> I hope that yeah. trend does not continue going forward. But let's let's talk about the defense in this game. Yeah. I it was <sighs> not good. Oh boy, they made some adjustments in the second half. Thank God. But the first yeah. half was was rough. a nightmare. It was bad. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, we didn't see a lot of Derek Barnes in this game. He only played. Uh, six snaps in the second I'm half sure. too. If yeah. I'm did not you get, didn't you get hurt on a snap at one point or Barnes? Was that Barnes? I might be confusing players. I thought he was down for a bit. Um, not to my knowledge. Yeah, I don't okay. know about either. Never mind. Then strike that from the record. <laughs> um, but Anzalone played the whole game. Ugh. Uh, Brockers didn't didn't look great. The the whole the the D line as a whole honestly did not play uh, up to what we were expecting. Uh, th- there was limited 
limited pass rush, but that was mainly what were you they expecting? Were on the run. Yeah. What were you uh, expecting? You're expecting great play from them. I'm, I mean, I, I think our defensive line was like a weak spot on this team. Hey, the, to me, the important what? thing was really? that that's not what we talked about in the, no. our, pre, our preview. I think they were yeah, weak, but not whole... 41 points weak is this point. No, we were looking at where we could improve, but we were improving from like a hot pile of garbage. I mean, we're you're not <laughs> talking about some elite line that's that's not performing. I mean, maybe a few years ago we had a line that was we thought was stacked and they turned out to be no good, but I don't think this year people are expecting that. At least Did you expect them to be this bad? No, I don't think anyone did. I, I honestly well, don't think it was all the D line as much as it was the linebacker play. Well, I, no I, pass I rush in the secondary. Was I was more upset by the, the, the coaching in the first half uh, on the defense because it just it was, seemed like players were way out of position. Yeah, to that's me it was a, the front a, seven not knowing their assignments yet and getting washed out of plays too easily. I think Aaron Glenn had a terrible game because like Connor and I were watching, it was just pass after pass. Uh, they were calling the exact right offense for our defense, like multiple plays in a row. True. Like I, I think he's learning on the job too here. I mean, for this Absolutely. team at least. And you guys are being really hard on the first game of the season on this. We'll coach. say though, jeez, take it easy, man. I will say yeah. this hey. is the first game I've seen us adjust at halftime. Exactly, yes. encouraging. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Kyle. And I thought yeah. the defense was okay the second half. They were yeah. okay. I guess the Patricia is the other way around. We started yeah. off good and then would uh, yeah, not exactly. <laughs> I prefer this right. to that all day. Can we just combine the two? Yeah. Not well, that's what we're trying to figure out. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's easy to forget that this is a whole new scheme. So even our best veteran players have no established like like uh understanding of this scheme. They all are working from day this is all new for everybody. So I mean it's it's not surprising that early on, especially in the first half of the first game of the season, that guys were out of position, guys were getting, you know, out leveraged and not knowing exactly where they needed to be in all their cues. So, I mean, I was, I thought I found this, the adjustments in the second half rather encouraging considering where we were starting from. Yeah. And I, I thought this game, I was, ex- I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of this team. So it wasn't like upsetting that we gave up so many points. I, it was kind of a growth process that they're mm-hmm. going to have to go through. And I think I like the coaching staff. I think they're going to actually get better this year and win some games, but yeah. uh, you know, it's a rough time out of the gates. Everyone's new. It's all excitement and uh, you know, they'll find their, their place. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, we a lot almost of account- tied it against the Niners. Yeah. yeah. You think no, he- that way? Not a bad yeah. week one. Yeah, you know, the coaches are making them accountable though. I mean, you, you saw uh, Okuda getting reamed out on the sideline. I mean, they're holding these guys accountable. They're going to make them do it, you know, and, and that goes around too. the team sees that and they want to play better. Believe me, they don't want to get that happen to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. You, you, know, you guys think our that, operated uh, defensive player was this game. If you had to take a guess. Operated flowers. Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers is actually one of the higher rated defense players in the league. In That's game. like his standard. He's like That's that good. guy you don't notice on the field for most of the game, but his ratings are always just solid. He plays yeah, well and they dropped him back. <laughs> and they dropped him back on third down, and then he forces the fumble. Uh, that was awesome. At the end of the game. Great so play. he definitely stepped up there. And a guy I wanted to point out as well, just if we're trying to find some positives, uh, is AJ Parker, the guy. Uh, Played 21 snaps, 11 in coverage, and didn't have the ball thrown to him once, which means he was doing his job most likely in that mm-hmm. case. And this is a guy that we had 
we saw a lot in the preseason undrafted uh, rookie and played played good in the slot. It at least means that uh, you know he looked better than Awarie and Akuda. <laughs> Yeah, because he wasn't presenting yeah. the targets they were. Oh, well, Okuda wasn't really targeted that much, I don't think. But he did give up that horrible yeah. long touchdown pass. That was yeah. a tough play. Like it was, it was just one of those ones where he was trying so hard, and then the the pass was just that he right thing him. against the way yeah. he was playing it. And yeah. If he had looked back though, he probably could have stopped a touchdown. At yeah, least. he needed to get that head around. And yeah, he did not did... turn around. Well, and then it was, it was exacerbated by more bad angles and tackling by, by uh, will, will harris, harris. Oh, yeah, yeah will harris but, really blew that but you notice at the the reaction uh pleasant i'll be pleasant yelled at him reamed him out for the running touchdown the rushing touchdown earlier in the game and then like gave him like a head bump for the the long pass touchdown because it was like just the the running touchdown he gave up was a mental breakdown and then the passing touchdown was more of like a just an effort and it was just kind of a unfortunate way it broke you know I, you know what i mean like he wasn't he wasn't reaming him out for that one but he was reaming him out for the other one because it was just an effort play and it just didn't work out his way yeah hey did you didn't you guys feel better about this loss though than like when patricia had his first loss we yes. gave up all those points it just feels different now I, it does. does the jets loss with patricia was bizarre because remember they got that pick six on the first play yeah and then it just then- like fell apart it's so weird and they took it. Yeah, he took inherited a, a decent team, and then they went backwards. That was a mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, I you know I, for like that third quarter, I was feeling pretty like I wasn't like totally down, but I was not feeling great. But like honestly, at the end of the game, even though we lost, I felt this like this like swelling in my chest. I felt somehow good about the, just the game in general, even though we lost it. Because you know what, it 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 was a promise kept. That that fourth quarter was the biting off the kneecaps that that Dan Campbell promised from this team that you know we'll get knocked down we'll get hit in the face and knocked down on our way back up we're gonna bite off kneecap you know like eventually we'll be the last one standing and this was in this game you know we weren't the last one standing yet but on a, we came back and bit off a kneecap before that game was over. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you definitely like to see that, uh, that, especially after what happened last year. This team was given up in a lot of games. The Panthers game, the yeah. Buccaneers on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the list goes on, especially in the second half of the season. Yeah. Um, so seeing that, definitely, definitely um, encouraging. Uh, the, the, before we move on to the offense and just about that fourth quarter, um, I, did you guys think it was odd that Julian Aquara and Levi Muzurike did not suit up for this game? Yeah, healthy yeah, scratches. Yeah, it is. yeah. Yeah, yeah, healthy scratches. Very bizarre. Wait, was on Tariqe a healthy scratch? I know Aquara and Jamar yeah. Jefferson were. Yeah. So yeah. Was Tariqe, Tariqe well. was too. God, I wanted to see Tariqe. We could have used it. It wasn't on any injury report. So. Were there any questions about that in the presser? Because I don't remember seeing anything, an explanation for that at least. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, I, I didn't see anything either. Uh, I'm guessing through. it was a – I don't know about the Anzarike one, but I'm guessing Aquara was because – his weakness so far has been his run defense, and we knew this game was going to have a heavy run attack from the 49ers. And then Jamar Jefferson, I'm I'm guessing that just it, it, the way they uh, wanted the personnel set up, they were going to be okay with Swift and Williams going in, and then they could pull Iguabuke from special teams if they really needed a third back. 
I think it was a strategy for those guys, but I really don't understand why Anzarike didn't get, you know, tap for this one. We could have used his disruption. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, going forward in regards to that. Akara was used so much in the preseason. I thought they were really trending to using him, uh, and, you know, putting him in a position where he could uh, excel, especially on passing down. So I don't know, yeah. but they didn't get too many of those third logs in this game, unfortunately. No. Until that late. Was, that was honestly the biggest problem on defense. I'd say the passing defense fell apart mostly because the run defense fell apart so badly that it was so hard to really ever generate a real pass rush because you never knew what was coming because they were running at will on us early on. Yeah, that's a well-run offense. Uh, a lot of people think San Francisco is one of the better teams in the entire league. Uh, yeah. and they showed that to a large degree in this game. Uh, but, we I mean, we've all back. It's impressive Jimmy, how they make Jimmy G look good because he's a bad quarterback in my opinion. Yeah, they did make I, him look I good. Don't, I don't think he's as bad as you, you say he is necessarily. I mean, they drafted but, uh, Trey Lance, so they must not believe in him too much either. He's a solid game manager. I don't think he has a whole lot of upside, but he's not a, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. Yeah, you can win a Super Bowl with him at quarterback, uh, I guess. And speaking of quarterbacks, let's switch over to the offensive side of the ball where Jared Goff made his debut for the Lions in this one. And it was mixed. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jared Goff didn't throw a pass over 20 yards, I think, until the fourth quarter no. in this game. He averaged 4.6 yards in attempt through three quarters. Um, and this is part of, I don't know if this was the game plan or what, but part of the issues that Sean McVay had with Goff in St. Louis or, uh, LA is that Goff would not want to force the ball downfield. He'd take the safe pass. He'd do the underneath route. Uh, he, he wouldn't take the risky throw usually. And that, that was one of the reasons Sean McVay got really frustrated with him at quarterback. And again, I don't know if this was the game plan or it was Goff, but, uh, it, it was a little frustrating to see these dink and dunk plays constantly and then in the fourth quarter he throws it deep down the field and wow our receivers can make plays it's a miracle what happens when you give them a chance but you got to give them a chance well they were yeah. dropping some before so there was a point in the yeah. third quarter where he had only completed two passes to wide receivers or something yeah, yeah. the running back tight end said more which yards. was insane yeah. to me it's like the polar opposite of a stafford offense like the run game was going a lot of short passes instead of long passes and no run game it's fascinating a lot it like more yeah. than quadrupled by the end of the game. Then after the like, I right. think whoever shared the tweet in the it was a Bob or Connor one. You shared the the tweet with that stat, the two receptions. And like I saw it like a little while later, and I went to look at the stat sheet, and they'd already had like ten more re- like passes to receivers. Like it shot up big time in that fourth quarter. Well, I got a theory on that on Goff though. I think uh, he he tries to find something downfield, but he takes too long. And when he when he does decide to hit his short receivers, he waits too long. They're getting hit right as he's as they're catching the ball. You know, it, I mean, if you compare it to someone like Brady, who does he throws a lot of short passes too, but he makes real quick decisions and he gets the ball to the guy, and they can usually run for a few more yards after the catch. Our guys were getting pummeled right as they were catching well, the ball. And a great uh, uh, example of that is the Tyrell Williams play where he got mm-hmm. hit in the head. If, he throws, yeah. if he's a little now quicker a on that throw, Tyrell Williams might be running for 20 yards instead of exactly. getting his head banged in. And yeah. now he's out probably for a few weeks here with a concussion. I yeah. think the, the hope there is that, you know, he he's in a whole new offense and, you know, he's going to have to learn to process what he's seeing downfield a little faster. And hopefully that's largely because he's 
still pretty fresh to this offense, and that'll speed up as the season goes on. Yeah. That one pick six, though, was inexcusable. Yeah, yeah that, 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 throw. that was Dan horrible. Campbell said as much. And that I, changed the tide watching, of the game. I was watching that develop, and there was, like, nothing there. I'm like, and then he threw yeah. it there. Because I was watching Hawks. I was hoping they get it to him, but I was like, oh, he's covered. And then, then he forces it in there. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I mean, that, that was like <laughs> he, the got worst. Hand, he, he got, got his hand. He got hit as he threw. Throw, yeah. But, but even if he was throwing it to his intended target, there was two guys there. Yeah, and there mean, was no so. way. There the was only no way. way he might have had that throw is if he was going over the top of those. Like, I don't know if like maybe if he wasn't getting hit, he was lofting that ball over the three guys. I don't know. Yeah, it did not look good either. <laughs> we will never know exactly yeah. what it looked like if he didn't get hit, but it, it didn't yeah. look good at all. It yeah. was it was mixed with golf, but I, I it wasn't all bad. I do like that. You know, he's a veteran. He's been there, you know, and, and he he kept his cool to the game. And I think the the players yeah. follow him. So that's a good thing. Yeah. 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 Big positive with golf in this game is that him and Hawkinson looked uh, great together. Oh, um, yeah. 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 I th- yeah. We heard a lot about that connection in the offseason and uh, it, it looked great out there. Eight eight catches on 10 targets for Hawkinson for 97 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Again, that's really good stats. Yeah. Like golf's got a real strong knees, too. You see that one play where he's getting bent over? Oh, it looked like his leg was going to snap like a yeah. thing. And it, oh, yeah, that looked really bad. It just didn't. He was fine. Was like, yeah, that wow, was that scary. Is... Yeah. yeah I, I, golf looked a lot better down the stretch. I think he when he's more decisive, I think they need to, like, get him in some more hurry-up situations or something because on the hurry-up down the stretch, he when he's decisive and pushing the ball downfield, man, like, he, you can see what he's capable of. I think he's like a he's like an onion you know, like an ogre, you got to peel back the layers and open them up so he can bloom and, and start, you know, get feeling more confident, pushing that ball down the field. Yeah. And he's got a bunch of young receivers, you know, and nobody's really established. So hopefully one of these guys will step up. Cephas you know. looked like he should have been targeted more in that game down the stretch. Like he was stepping Tell up. Tell me you time. like Cephas. Stop. What you're saying? You're a fan of his? You yeah, know, that, I just that catch might. in the end. That catch <laughs> yeah, in the end. That really was nice pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that was. And that one down the sideline that got waved off. He I know. Oh, that was oh. a great catch, though. I was so disappointed. He must have barely stepped out of bounds because it didn't look like it on any of the replays. He did step out. I saw it on the replay. Yeah, he, oh, did you? Like yeah, he definitely did it. Yeah. But two referees uh, saw it, too, so. Damn, I, mean, I figured he did, but it was it was bare. It must have been not very much because I actually once... thought the catch the catch of the game was Khalif Raymond uh, at the that was great. There. That was a spectacular. Yeah, he's a shifty little dude. Uh, and I, I thought Amon Ross and Brown looked really good in this game too. Um, yeah, he should have had a touchdown there, but Goff kind of overthrew him. He was right. wide open on the left side. Yeah, yeah. Cephas had there was another one where Goff missed Cephas down the right sideline where he toasted his dude. On a, like are a we uh nine route? Are we gonna do the golf throw of the week, or is it because he's only throwing them five to <laughs> oh, ten yeah. yards? We can't. Well, it was. It, it used to be, be the Raymond Paul forty yard catch of the week, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we did the uh, that. That requires for a throwing a forty yard pass. As yeah, well, <laughs> to have a segment like how, that. So TBD <laughs> on that one. How far the was the Raymond throw. ball? The the long pa- that had to be his longest pass. The Raymond. Uh, Believe the Ra- Raymond, uh, twenty five yards. Oh yeah, that's the longest crazy. pass technically <laughs> was DeAndre. DeAndre yeah. Swift was forty-three yard screen pass. Right, but not yeah, not forty-three yards through the air. 
Not that was that was nice. So that screen pass to Swift. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, beauty. Oh, he juked out that, that guy. Was dirty. Yeah, nice run there. That was good. That's my golf yeah. throw of the week. Our running backs both Absolutely. looked really good. In this well, yeah, and I, that's what I wanted to get to next was the Lions running game: 116 yards and 24 yeah. carries, 4.8 yards a carry. Uh, it looked really, really good in this game. A good push up front. Yeah, a lot uh, of rest by DeAndre Swift, which I love. Yeah, 11 yeah. carries for 39. Jamal Williams, 9 for 54. So, really solid uh, two-headed uh Yeah. Yeah, a couple of nice right gashers for, like, almost 20 yards. Like two, We had, like, three or four of those. Hey, but I'm sensing a controversy coming up on this team, though. I hate to say it, but uh, so. Penny Sewell is just absolutely awesome at a left tackle. Man, yeah. he, he, had a, he looked great to me. Are you still worried, Z? Because you've, yeah. uh, you've been worried week to week about his performances. We're all like, he's fine. He looked great. <laughs> Telling you. I mean, he still had a couple plays in this game that were uh, not good. But oh, overall, stop it, yeah. Z. No, really, Z come on. Really good. Stop it, would you? I'm not, I'm not agreeing with Z by any means, but I, I'm not yeah. ready to call. I'm Bosa not ready to, giving him props. I also said I wasn't worried him. in the long term, but there would be some up and down play with him. I never long term was one with bashing him. It's I mean, still short term. I'm not again, you guys like it. to you guys like to take a word I make and uh, oh, make a mount out of a molehill because you, in the preseason he looked bad. It was that's, a matter of fact. That's funny that <laughs> you say no we make the mountain out of the molehill when yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what you did with this. But right, all that all that being said, uh, it is a, like I was just assessing just said, his play oh, in the preseason. Down. I was assessing his play in the Let's preseason. On, Simple as that. And now I'm going to bring up that question until Decker comes back. No, so we can talk about this in three weeks. It is going to be interesting because he did play a very respectable game. I'm not ready to anoint him the left tackle when, if Decker, if, and when Decker gets healthy, because uh, I'm not convinced Decker wouldn't have played a better game. You know, the oh, guy's yeah. proved he can be one of the best in the league at that position, but man, if he keeps playing like this, it might be a real controversy when Decker comes back. If he keeps I, up, I think in his the game, bigger question is: What do you do with is, Decker then? You'd put him at right tackle. Right tackle, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I, it would be I think funny the circle is, of life because he did that to Reef when he came in the league. Because I, I, but I think the question is: Is Sewell just that much better left tackle than right tackle? Because all my criticisms of him in the preseason were at right tackle, and that's then he switched pretty- over to left tackle with limited practice, yeah. and he looked that's great. A fair question. Because he was, so I don't know. I mean, he was a left tackle his whole career. He never. I know. I'm just saying that's yeah. where I, that's where the question is more. Is he that much better left left tackle than right tackle? We won't have an answer for that for a long time. I think. Right. I know. I, I, Obviously, so it's, it's his natural say. position on the left. Doesn't mean he can't play right tackle. I mean, he's learning. Right. I think, and I would, I would think he definitely goes back to right tackle when Decker comes back. I would agree because Decker's yeah. done nothing to lose that job. He's still one of the better tackles in the league. So. Uh, unless he just does something amazing in between now and then, I don't, I don't see him knocking Decker off without, you know, Decker coming back and making some mistakes. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was a good game. I thought uh, at least from him, uh, Frank Ragnow had an excellent game again. He just, he was yeah. glass pro and center. He's a beast. He's a beast. Uh, Jonah Jackson had an up and down game. Matt Couple rough right plays for Jonah. proves that we have very limited, uh, Ben Nelson was not very good in this game. <laughs> I thought he was respectable for what he is and the position he was put in. I thought, I mean, yeah, he gave up a couple of bad plays and he wasn't great, but for a backup tackle who's a converted DN, I thought he played a respectable game. You know, not great, but a lot of the times he gave golf time. 
Yeah. And, and, and in one fairness to Goff in this game, there was a, a few drops in this game by wide receivers. That, yeah, uh, there was. That was. a little costly. Swift had a so, bad one. Cabinda. Did St. Brown drop one? I can't remember. I thought he might have. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. There were I'm going to come yeah. from Slack. But... I mean, Goff missed a few, too. He had some bad throws. It was, you know. It's kind of curious. Like, yeah, like you're saying. It was, a, um, it was a tough outing. New new team getting used to each other. Still, I'm trying to see. Oh yeah, we had three drops in this game. One by Williams, one by Swift, and one by uh, Trinity Benson, and then one by Cabinda. Oh, so that'd be four, four drops. Seems like they're using Swift in that kind of Alan Kamara role, which is interesting. I'm curious to see if he keeps like receiving. Yeah, a lot. seems to fit him well. Oh yeah, he's a really good receiver. He's a really mm-hmm. good receiver, especially when he's uh holding on to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still that Bears game uh, at the beginning of the year last year. Yeah, <laughs> when, when he dropped, when he dropped the one in this game, I'm like, oh, he was due for his uh, opening day. Uh, right, I thought this, I thought the same exact thing. <laughs> 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 uh, and the Lions, uh, the kicking game, uh, Austin Siebert misses a 51 yard field goal, but then he makes a 49 yarder, so it's hard to assess him completely. But uh, just when he misses that yeah. 50 yard, uh, little little missed Matt Prater a little bit there. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Their guy missed one too, so it's kind of a wash. Well, yeah. Did you see his warm up? He slipped on the warm up. That yeah, was that was funny. I don't think I've ever seen that. Go right like in his butt. Yeah. That was awesome. On the turf, you never see that. Usually it's like maybe in the snow or something, but not a, <laughs> not a perfectly good turf. Stadium. <laughs> hey, um, uh, can I bring up a little thing? Um, Connor and I were at the game and, uh, the atmosphere there was really good. I got to say the fans stepped up and I, I got lucky. I got to go out in the field and do the flag thing that the giant flag, they roll out yeah. for 9-11. That's awesome. That was really moving to be out there. And, and they, we're right on the field when the lions were introduced. So you had that whole energy going. It was really exciting. The players are right next to us. It was kind of fun. It was really cool. That's but then cool. It was, That's when, awesome. the, when the national anthem came up, cause it's the whole 9-11 thing. It's like really getting misty eyed out there. It was really moving. And uh, hey, Connor had an experience at the game because you met. Uh, who did you? Meet? Oh yeah, I was in line to get in because we wanted to get in right away to see you guys. And uh, Jeff Bakuda's grandpa was just right in front of us, chilling in line. And uh, he was like, "I know everyone just says Akuda's nice as an act, but like I'm telling you, just not as his grandpa, but as a person, he's just such a great guy. And I think the Lions are going to be good this year, and I think Akuda's going to have a great season." Now, this is before Kuda's season-ending injury. Making him even more yeah. sad about it. Yeah, but, no, but he was, like, just so proud of his grandson. And I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Nice. That's that awesome. is cool. Very cool. Really cool. That's cool. Good thing you met him before the game yeah. and not after the game. Yeah. <laughs> his grandpa's a great guy. He's oh, man. Really nice. Yeah. But it's fun. It's always fun to go to opening day, you know, and, and just the whole energy downtown and everything. It's, it's incredible. Heck, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of uh, – could you hear a lot of people talking about Dan Campbell or anything like that? Or is there good energy just about the future of the team? Yeah, people seem pretty positive about it. You know, yeah. I think I think because they know it's a rebuild, you know, they're people a little more forgiving of Retool. things going wrong. No one was really Retool. expecting a win on Sunday, I think. So just the fact that they fought, I think, was satisfying to most of the fans at the stadium. Hey, I was speaking. surprised by the amount of 49er fans there, though. I didn't think they traveled that well, but apparently they do. They oh, wow. oh, yeah. They, they have a big fan base, the 49ers. Yeah. They're pretty loud. 
Hey, speaking of Dan Campbell, what what do you guys think about the fourth down attempts? Love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Love I it. Love it. Yeah, love me it. Too. Yeah. Like, even I though that first it. one was like kind of pathetic and Williams fell in the backfield. Yeah, the was, execution was bad, but it was a good yeah. play. Though. I, good I love the calls. Like, I don't completely blame Williams on that one because Sewell uh, got blown up by Bosa on that one a little he bit. He did. He did. So it, that uh, caused the kind of him to try to step out of the way. But. Yeah, I can't fall down either. <laughs> so I, I don't know if this is true because I saw this in a random uh, – it was like on Pride of Detroit in a message board or whatever, uh, a, a chat thread, and a guy said that under Patricia, we ran – we went for fourth – on fourth down, we went for 51 times under his coaching uh, regime, which I find really hard to believe. That's almost like once a game, and it seemed like he like rarely ever did it. I don't, I don't know. know. Patricia wasn't that – conservative on fourth down i'd say seemed pretty conservative in my memory but you know who knows i try to black out most of his coaching career anyway. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but, but uh yeah. I, I mean what Drink do we do went for like four five times in just one game uh i mean i love it i love that aggression and that that desire to not just settle for field goals yeah no absolutely hey, so- i you got to love Zach. the aggression. Yeah, two for five on fourth down in this game. Yep. See, I have a quick question for you. Early in the game, you put out a text about uh, whether maybe uh, Patricia wasn't as big of a problem as uh, Quinn. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I wanted to throttle you through the phone. I was so mad at the defense in the first half of this game. <laughs> I, sorry, Patricia was a disaster, whatever, however you spell it. but. <laughs> I just I might have been an emotional. I knew I school. knew it was gonna stir some people the wrong way. I didn't care because <laughs> I was so mad at what was going on in the first half. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, didn't truly mean it. But. <laughs> hey, uh, so the little segue here and back to the defense. Right. Do you guys think? Do you guys think you'd rather see Derek Barnes out there than Alex Anzalone for that first game? This, I don't know. I need to go back and watch all 22. It usually doesn't come out for a yeah. day or two after the yeah. game. So I need to go back and look because uh, I need to see where, why these holes are gaping <laughs> on so many of the run plays. It was so easy. It just looked so It looked like the 49ers are running like a practice out there in the first half for most of the time. Yeah. I so mean, I, I'm not, uh, it's, it's hard to say who to blame without looking. It, it, it sucks too. Like the 49ers gave us the ball in the first play of the game or on, on their end of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and then they, then we get an onside kick, which is super rare in today's NFL. Great kick. Uh, this perfect bounce. Um, and then the, the third turn. So three, tur- we won the turnover battle, which statistically means you have, a, you should win the game, but, uh, that did help yeah, keep us in it though. Yeah, it did. It did, it did help yeah. keep us in it. it. Definitely did. And hurt, uh, broke a lot of, we were talking before this alliance, the spread was nine by the time the game closed. And the Lions covered that with their yeah. crazy comeback here in the fourth quarter. Pissed off a lot of people in Vegas. I love it. <laughs> I just felt like Anzalone, the only time I noticed him on that field, he was getting like a guard up in his grill and driving him right out of the play or something. I really did not notice him make any positive impact in that game. And then Barnes comes in in the Same. fourth quarter and makes some nice run stuffs. So I was just curious if you guys thought maybe it's time to start uh, shifting well, a those little, reps. A little early to, to you're really right, know you're right, what's you're going right. on. But I'm sure the coaches will 
have something to say on that this week. I just want to see Barnes. That guy's so like. I do too. I do too. I think, yeah, I think we all do. Uh, is there anything else you want to cover before we wrap it up here? Uh, I just want to say that there is hope for the future, and that's the biggest takeaway, is that yeah, better talk, after this game than before. Yep. Yeah, talk about what that fourth quarter did uh, in terms of the, the vibe going into week two of the season here. Uh, I mean, if that game ended 41-10, I would be really depressed. But now I'm sort of flirting with looking at Monday night tickets, maybe. Probably not, but Ooh. yeah. Yeah. And then but, Sunday night, we got to see what we what we gave up when uh, Stafford had his best game ever in the, with the Rams yeah, on Sunday night football. Yeah, but that doesn't surprise really me. Good. I'm still glad the trade. Just remember, game. that was Stafford's fault. He didn't have to leave. <laughs> How over <brother. laughs> Just facts. Uh, Just facts. But uh, the the one play in this game that I had no idea what they were thinking. Uh, there's 20 seconds left. It's third down and 10 from the 20 yard line. We're down eight and we throw a five yard out to Hawkinson that wouldn't even have gone out of bounds. I was very confused. Is anyone else confused by that play? Like, yes, okay, absolutely. great. If he, if he catches it. Uh, okay. Uh, the then, clock then, keeps then running. The clock's running. You get one more snap at the end zone. I, I was just very confused by that play call. I had no idea. Um, yeah. Cause up to that point, it was actually a lot of good play calls to you know, get us in the, to the I mean, to the red zone there. Same with the fourth down play. Confusing. Like he should have just tossed that ball up to the end zone, regardless of who he saw or thought any where people were. Like it was a fourth and long, right. and you had pretty much one shot left of this game, and he doesn't even throw it to the sticks, if I remember correctly. So I mean, yeah, it kind of fell apart right at the the, the wheels came off right at the very end there on those last few plays and yeah. There's like 20 seconds left. You could have theoretically got another playoff, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. He should have gone for the end zone. It could have been a little better, but you know, at that point, I don't know why. I just felt like a swelling in my chest because like it felt like at least, you know, Campbell's promise was true about their fight in this team. And and that's what really I take away from this game is that this team's got some fight in it. And that's all I really care about. It's a weird moral victory. And I'm glad that Campbell, did anyone watch Campbell's like presser after? He did not, you know, he wasn't sitting on some moral victory. Like, yeah, driven Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> by, mm-hmm. Driven by Detroit. But no, Campbell was not not resting on some moral victory at the end of that game. He wanted you could tell he wanted that win and and he's not happy with where they're at and, and they're gonna keep they're gonna keep fighting at practice to get better and he wants to win now. He's not thinking in terms of a rebuild. True, 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 true. Amen, brother. Mm. I'm excited for week two. I Me too. Just because Aaron yeah. Rodgers played so badly and we were trending up at the end, I don't know. I, we'll talk about that later. Even bigger for next week. Yeah. Ten yeah. and a half, right? Yeah, absolutely. The Lions, yeah, are ten and a half point underdogs on Monday night football next week going into Green Bay, a Green Bay team that looks completely – that looks worse than the Lions after week one, actually. So yeah. – uh, that's encouraging. We're, maybe we're catching him on a bad week, hopefully. Uh, and this is Dan Campbell's first, uh, 
you know, coaching visit into Lambeau. So he is undefeated right now going into there. So let's yeah. keep it that uh, way. Mm-hmm. He'll be good on Monday Night Football. I'm sure they're going to focus on him and show us some stuff. I'm sure mm-hmm. I, I, ESPN has those, like, weird graphics that they do on Monday Night Football. I hope they have a good one for Dan Campbell. I think they can make something good up for that one. But, uh, I want to see, like, a, really a, an animated, like, kneecaps getting bitten off. Yeah, that'd be great. A little blood <laughs> like, gushing and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I think that's going to wrap it up uh, for us here. Lions, 41-33, lose in week one, but they have Green Bay in week two, and they are still tied for first. The whole division loses. Uh, the Bears get crushed by the Rams. The Vikings lose in overtime uh, to the Bengals. So, uh, And as we mentioned, Green Bay loses 38-3 to um, in Jacksonville to the Saints. So, gentlemen, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Instagram, drinking the blue Kool-Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions, please. Follow us on those social media pages. We'd really appreciate it and engage with us. And what do you think about the Lions week one? And then subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid at Detroit Lions Podcast. And please leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our producer, Kid J, as well. He continues to crush it for us every week and every episode. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back later this week. Uh, previewing week two, Monday night football. Yeah. And Ooh, last but not yeah, least, baby. gentlemen, as always, go! go. go. Lions. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, Stand and cheer the brave, rock, 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 go hard, win the game, with honor you will keep your fame, down the field and gain, Alliance victory, go! go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.